0: Baguette Boys & You for $50, anyone? For me. Uh, Gentlemen on the top right, Baguette Boys & You for $100, anyone, anyone? Over here. Oh, bottom right, bottom right. Baguette baguette Boys & You for anyone, anyone Anyone out there? I got it. Bottom left, going once, Yep. going twice, sold. Welcome back to this rendition of the Baguette Boys & You podcast. It is I, your host, Derek. I'm joined, as always, with Connor and Richie. Hello, boys. Hello, hello, hello. How
1: y'all doing today?
0: <laughs> cool. And we actually have a very special guest on today. I'm very excited to have him. I've been trying to get him for a while, but he's been very busy because he's had a test. But one of my best friends, I had a plenty of fun with him in Seattle. Austin Jojo Johnson. How you doing? Man? What's
2: up, man? Good to be here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, let's start off. Just tell us about yourself. Well, I know about you, but like, tell the, tell the listeners who you are. Yeah, and so I was kind of give my
2: moving story, so I was born in Oklahoma, then I went to the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, where I fought cows and raised sheep, and then I went to West Point for college, class of 2017, then I went to go do some more training in Missouri, over to Seattle, did some more training, and I was there for about two and a half years, and then I moved out to Chicago here the last six months. I always tell people I got two main passions in life, music and then wellness. So really anything that falls into there. Really like fitness, working out. Uh, books are dope. And also festivals. Yeah. So that's me in like 30 seconds. Love that. That's
0: perfect. I think that's why we're good friends. I mean, music and wellness. I, I, have, this, I have this podcast and we go to tons of
2: concerts together. Yeah. That's, nailed it, dude.
0: Well, I
1: think uh you guys as listeners didn't see this, but uh earlier Judger didn't have a shirt on and I'm gonna say he definitely does work out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bathrobe and I'm drinking wine out of a plastic cup. Not like a glass, like an actual plastic cup. So Amazing. Yep. Well,
0: can you uh can you tell the listeners why you're uh in the celebratory mood?
2: Oh, dude, so I've been working on this uh, exam called the PMP. It's usually not that hard, but I actually, actually very stupid. So I'm a really, really poor test test taker. So I've been studying for this thing for about four months, um, probably sometimes three or four hours a day, minimum, absolute minimum, two hours a day, and just drilling like a madman. Just test after test for test. Like I read a prep book probably... Four times, another prep book two times, and just trying to get myself as comfortable as I could. And I, I took it this last weekend and I passed. I did very well, like, really, really well, crushed it actually. And then I had like even 30, 40 minutes at the end just to like review. And uh, yeah, big milestone for me. I've been working on this since uh, I've had it on my board or like in my mind, the goal that I want to accomplish for, shoot, man, since like sophomore year in college. So, it's uh it's good to cross that one off the list and really excited to move on to the next one that's amazing i love that thanks man yeah, it's good stuff good stuff
0: cool. So we'll, we'll ask you a little bit more questions about that later but to start yeah. with like we always do i'm gonna let's let's review our challenge from last week i'll go first because i think it's better to get the bad news out of
3: the way than the good news and the bad news is that
0: i didn't even do my own challenge
3: oh nice man way to go but hey you're human so what
0: happened so i i forgot about didn't forget about it but i didn't do it and then last night i really didn't want to do it and i was like it's 9 30 do i want to go to bed and i wanted to go to bed and i didn't work out wow
3: now that i hear the story i'm just shaking my head at you That was your challenge, man. That was your challenge.
0: Oh, I'm sad. I don't know if I said it, just to recap, but it's the challenge was to work out for 30 minutes when you don't want to. So I didn't do it. Um, you I'm checked gonna... the box off for of that
3: one.
2: I did not check it off.
3: <laughs> you checked all the requirements. Everything you needed to do to accomplish that time. <laughs> I don't Connor, what about you? Um, I actually forced my coworker to change up our work schedule. Our working out schedule to benefit me because there was one day where I didn't want to do it, and I went through the same thought process as Derek, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm already in the setting, so a little bit easier for me to reach that goal. And uh, my coworker came in, and we were debating on who was going to take the virtual class, and I like immediately was like, I'm going to do it today. (laughs) You you do it this day, and then um, going on further about. So uh, I made the workout happen when I didn't really want to, but that's about it, Richie. How about you, man? How's the uh, obviously the knee, but
1: yeah. So for me, yeah, I've been going to physical therapy for the past two weeks now, and it's been pretty good. It's been really helping me out a little bit or a lot. <laughs> and yeah, I think for me, the hard part is is I work East Coast hours, and right after I'm done, since I'm waking up so early, I I really don't. I really get tired after work, especially since some, sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of people I work with on the west coast so it kind of drags on the day drags on at work. And so A couple of days. Uh, yeah, I definitely didn't want to work out And then I just made like this decision of hey, it's pretty it's pretty difficult to work out in the afternoon So i'm gonna try to switch this up And so uh, the past week i've been waking up at for the past couple of days this week at least been waking up at like 4:30 every morning and working out and getting some getting some of my physical therapy stretches in and just doing some things before work because afterwards i'm too dead so i think I changed the challenge slightly just by like hey i need to switch up my schedule so i can feel a little bit better about you know just knocking it off at the beginning of the day rather than really getting to that point of like hey i just don't want to do this and i think that leads me into my one minute review for my week so yeah i just mentioned physical therapy and waking up at 4 30. other than that i think things are going well my uh, i got a new desk you guys haven't seen that yet but i got a new wow, desk. oh yeah and yeah. uh I put it together that was cool and i didn't even mention that to you guys earlier but um yeah other than that i think things are things are going well i think I have nothing to complain about this week so i'm excited about the rest of the week and going into next week
0: love that did you wait for your desk is it
1: is it home in la
0: yeah
1: yeah i'll probably get one of those like meeting desks when i go back to new york but for now i needed something more than sitting my bed and then uh, you know sitting on like plastic tables that i had set up previously
3: yeah you gotta make it work sometimes
1: yeah I'm moving in to move out like Connor said last week. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love that. Um my week was pretty pretty tough. It started off really rough. The weather's getting really cold over here in the in the in the northeast and Boston area. So motivation levels were definitely down. And especially in the beginning of the week, it was almost like I just didn't want to be a be an adult anymore. I didn't want to do the adult things. But obviously going to work is a requirement because it pays the bills and stuff. But like the adult things is like doing laundry and going grocery shopping. I just was very out of it and did not want to achieve any of that. But you know, talking through it and talking with you guys, it definitely has increased throughout the week. So it's been pretty good. And along with my November goals of sleep consistency that I took over from October, um, it's going pretty well. Uh, I think there was only a couple of days that I got a little bit too carried away with just doing other things to where I didn't go to bed around 10.30, but it didn't really affect my day. Um, because I am starting off with the note taking Um, shout out Erica thank you so much for pushing that onto me and challenging me to do it um, when I wouldn't even have thought to make that a challenge now it's making my days much uh, more successful and I've actually eliminated them from the weekend because I wanted to keep the weekend the weekend Um, so now I have it just doing on the weekdays and it just helps me stay more focused throughout the week so I really grateful for that and, and just kind of feeling good about the November goals that I'm setting for myself. But other than that, I mean, week's been pretty good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Go Erica.
0: She's had a long lasting impact.
3: Yeah. yeah. Hey, some people do that. Some people do that.
0: As for my week, it was my first official week in San Francisco and it went pretty well, I'd say for, for moving and especially for doing this program full time. It's been going pretty well. I got to hang out with some friends. I haven't seen it in a while, which has been very nice, and very refreshing. But as for my goals, I actually didn't get to work on the concentration game this week that I that's the goal for the month. but the good news is that the the functionality for the the goal is done. I, again, I just want to make it look nice, but I'm not going to be able to work on it for another while because I'm in the middle of my new project week. so every three weeks we have a project so this is our third project and it's I don't say do or die, but it's when you when you get a project it's you know you put everything into it so That's what I've been doing. And I'm very excited. I actually am nerding out on this one feature that I'm working on. And I'm very excited for it to happen. So that's good. Other than that, my week went well that I've been reading or listening to the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I finished it, actually. So it uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was very good to learn. Dude, audiobooks are a game changer. Seriously, though. You know who introduced me to Audible?
2: This guy right here. Yeah, dude. Who has the time to like sit down and actually read a book? Like, (laughs) so hard, man. But with Audible, you can just watch it on, or you could listen to it on the train. If you're doing some like super low maintenance, like if you're doing just like a maintenance lift, you could listen while you're lifting. Like grocery shopping, cooking, it just gives you so much more freedom. Well, from what I've heard, like you do, you don't like retain as much, but still, you could get like ninety percent, man it's, it's been a game changer for me. Yeah,
0: I believe that because, well, I feel like if you're reading a book, you're actively deliberately reading the text, right? Which is probably, mm-hmm. it's retaining it. But when you're passively listening to it, you're not getting as much. I know for me, for reading the,
2: yeah. the autobiography of Malcolm X, I, I got what I needed to get out of it. and it mm-hmm. learned. Yeah. If you're not reading like a super technical book, it's pretty easy. Like if it's like a narrative story and not like super technical, it's, I'd say it's it's really similar, man. It's really similar. But if you get like some complicated stuff, like if you, yeah, it's gonna be hard. Should, there's some books that you have to like pick it up and like read the words in front of your face for sure.
0: Definitely. You're saying that I can't listen to the quantum mechanic book and and learn how to do
2: quantum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but so that was my week. Uh, I started listening to Animal Farm by George Orwell. It's a pretty famous book. I'm kind of curious to see what it, like, how it goes. It's about um total. It's to, a it's a metaphor for totalitarianism. So it's kind of interesting. But that was my week. Right, nice, Jared. Yeah. So with that, we always like to include our guests. So Jojo, you want to tell us about your week, how it went, any goals?
2: Yeah, man. So I'll give you. I'll kind of mock you guys more map. Talk about goals. So for my monthly goal, I'll just look over to my vision board right here. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I only had one monthly goal for november and that was to pass the pmp i set all my goals at the beginning of the month so yep crush that one and then my weekly goals um study jiu-jitsu for 30 minutes a day uh i have this really bad problem where like where if i do something cool like i I, I hold myself to really high standard i don't let myself breathe sometimes so i literally have a goal up here that says take yourself out for a walk i just need to like chill out you know um, especially after like putting so much pressure on myself for these past four months, and then uh, the last goal is to transition to a different branch in my job. So I work for the Corps of Engineers for the Army right now, and uh, I'm switching offices from construction to project management, and uh, just working through setting up those procedures this week. And uh, just did that yesterday, actually. So good stuff. Nice. Sounds like a
1: good week. But I think the highlight yeah. was. Passing the PMP,
2: yeah, dude, that sucked. Especially for someone that has like really low confidence on test taking, that was a big thing for me. Like, I rather, dude, I rather do some physical, like, put me through a physical crucible, like that. I have no stress about. But like, if test anxiety real for me, man, I suck at it.
1: Just to give context as to how this test was basically performed, is it's a project management professional PMP and it, it's like one of those government type exams where you sit in this room and there's a, basically you're in this cubicle and it's a multiple choice questions and you're sitting there and you have to wear these headphones to listen to some of the questions and you're staring at the screen and it's like a couple hours right
2: yeah that's four hours man it's death by death by screen man Suck. But rough. I mean, there's some people that like find it really easy. Like I got some friends, they studied for like three weeks and crushed it just because their brains are that way. But like I was telling you before, like, uh, I just got no confidence in that, in that, um, in that area, but I did really well. And I was pretty anxious, like going into there, but after like 10 questions, I was like, dude, it's, I just caught my rhythm and just flowed. It was really really easy actually. Pretty surprised. The
1: funny thing about that does is like it, uh, a lot of the questions are like, hey, there's four, there's like usually four or five qu- answers. And then some of the answers are like partially right. And then you have to find the one that's c-
2: totally right. Yeah, the most right, exactly. Well, that's like, you know, with some of these prep books, that's how they like they market it, you know, you'll run to the questions where there is four right answers and you have to pick which one is the most right. So it's like, you got like break down the question and look for like little things, like little, like one words, that does trigger you to say like, okay, yep, that's the right one. It's a, it's a whole sneaky snake format, but glad it's over. And uh, I'm glad to apply the skills to this next job. So it's gonna be sick.
0: Nice. Well, that dovetails nicely into our next little segment, which is just kind of interview you and just see what what what, what you're about and your goals and all that stuff. And you've been, you've been talking about it a few times here and there, but Jojo, you were talking about it a lot that uh, you have this vision board. And I, yeah, I know you've had it, but I just can you tell us what it's about and what yours is?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'll start off with like none of this was my original idea. So one of my big influencers in my life is Jordan Peterson. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a kind of like a modern thinker, kind of like our today's version of Carl Jung, psychologist. Um, initially taught at Harvard, and now he's kind of a it's kind of a limelight. Some would say for some bad things, he kind of gets put in the light as like a far right thinker, but in my opinion, it's totally not the case pretty cool guy. um, And I really enjoy listening to him. And one of the things that he has that he preaches about is self-authoring. And I wonder, I underwent this like whole writing project and it took me about seven months in total. It was about, I definitely like expanded on it. So at the end of everything, it was like 60 pages uh, front and back, which was crazy, but uh, it's broken up into some sections, right? So one of the sections is past authoring, So you break down your life into sections and you write about um, significant events and you just get like um, specific details out of those to like understand yourself. So that's one part, past authoring. And then the next part is future authoring to where you write about your future, where you wanna go, what don't you wanna be, things of that nature. And then there's another section called virtues and faults to where you do this like little questionnaire and it generates like some virtues that you have And then some faults that you have and you write about those virtues and you write about those faults all in an effort to like better understand yourself. So I took that and then I kind of expanded on it and I made a board out of that concept and then I added a little bit more things. So on top of those past, present, and then virtues and faults, I wrote down like my life goals and then I nested, um, some long-term goals and short-term goals with those life goals. And, and made it into a board format. And then I hung up all those papers on the cork version of the whiteboard. So it's, it's like an actual board. It's a uh, cork on one side and then whiteboard on the other. So the cork stuff is all the stuff that I just told you. And then on the whiteboard side, I have a monthly section and then a weekly goal section. And uh, it's kind of like my hub, my hub center. I just kind of go there and like, that's where my life happens, you know, that's where I track everything. When, uh, when did you start doing that? So I got the idea um, right around, I think it was before COVID, man. I think it was before COVID. It must have been like February-ish. Yeah, because I was so gone recent, more recent. Yeah, yeah, definitely more recent. Um, I finished there. I remember, when did you come see me in Chicago, Derek? It was like September. August, September. Yeah, I finished it around there. Yeah, I finished it around there. And then I've been running it for two months now. And uh, one thing, so I expanded off of the vision board was, like, you have all all this information up on there, right? And you have, like, all this information that you dissected from the past authoring exercise and the future authoring. So it's like you have all this stuff, but, like, how do you track it? How do you keep yourself honest? So I was like, oh, let me make, like, it's like a performance tracker. So, like, it has all those goals listed out and all the things that you wanted to do after discovering more things about yourself, and I made like a tracker. So I'm gonna really pull it out and show you guys. So I got a little folder in here, and it's a little like three-page document to where you track like your goals. Like you just write a little like journaling session, basically. Like okay, on am my goal. This is where I'm at right now. I kind of rate myself like out of 80%. This is how I'm doing. This is how I'm feeling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you uh, do like a performance assessment on yourself in terms of in terms of all of your goals and how you're syncing everything up. And that's worked out really well. Um, it's been live and running for about two months now. And uh, it, it's cool. It's really cool. Especially if you're a type of guy that likes to like, like my whole life happens. I, I track things, that's that's my line of work in the army. Like I'm a, I'm a tracker, like I, moving time and space in, 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 in that field, like that's how I understand things. And seeing things come off the board seeing things track, seeing things progress, like that really triggers something in my brain because I'm stupid. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it works well for me.
3: It's amazing. No, I think wow. that's incredible. Yeah.
0: Thanks, man. First of all, you're not you're not stupid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to always tell you that when you say that. You're not stupid. But how, so stupid you said you finished in more September. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> um, you, so you finished in September, which wasn't that long ago. How, how, how have you met, seen your life change in any way since you finished it?
2: Um, change. I can't give you like any metrics or like percentage, but I will say it's I love having I go to that board almost every day and it's kind of like do a little check in. And you know, if you have like these goal setting things, it's it's one thing to have it in your head. but oh man, who said this? I forget one guy, I forget the quote exactly, but it was like it doesn't happen unless it's tracked. something along those lines. But, uh, and and that's kind of what this board is. It brings all those thoughts that are in your head and puts it something like concrete so you could like, it's tangible. You could grab it. You could cross it off. You could maneuver. You you could touch it. You could feel it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I I feel like it it plays the same role as like Connor making his list now and him growing Mm -hmm. into that habit. Obviously it's a lot more of an in-depth thing with lists, but it also plays a role, what I, my software called OmniFocus. It kind of tracks everything in my life, my projects when I have to do tasks. Mine's more task oriented yeah. because it's
2: a lot more like like holistic, but it's just interesting how it plays that role. Yeah, yeah. Writing something down I found is like, it definitely helps you accomplish it because it's, you know, it's up there when you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, this thing has to come off the board. Like, what are you going to do, man? You can't just push it off to the next week. Like you got to make a pact with yourself and just get after it.
3: Yeah, I found what, for me making lists, I obviously don't have metrics on that either, but for me to feel that, like feeling of really accomplished and feeling good, that's enough for me to continue doing something, especially when I don't have something to compare it to. I think that's really, really good information to have if you're starting something. If it doesn't feel good, don't continue to do it. I think we've said that multiple times, but for me making lists, for you using your vision board, it's feeling good right now and you're two months in and I'm only a month in with my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, that's what's gonna keep that thing going and going.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think an alternative to that and Jojo, you probably know what I'm about to reference, but is a Jira or a Kanban board, not Jira, but yeah. a Kanban mm-hmm. board where you have like three columns and you actually use post-it notes. And every day you can write these post-it notes or every moment you can add a post-it note to the to-do column. But basically yeah. you have three columns, to-do, in progress, and done. And it's a really good way, I think, especially as we're working from home to just hang that up on the wall somewhere because now you're able to like visually see... Each of the post it notes moving into each column. And like you mentioned, just seeing things get to done is such a big accomplishment. And it's a big kind of like a weight off your feet, off your shoulder, because you're
0: starting to see things move into progression and, and completion. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so since this is the, the interview portion, I want to ask a, a different question on a left field just to throw you. Yeah. Off your guard. Sure, I, mean, uh, I know you said that Jordan Peterson was like your inspiration for this, but. Yeah. What, what would you say your motivation is? Cause obviously it's, it's a little bit different, but like, what's your motivation for doing all this? Cause a normal person, I don't say normal, I shouldn't say normal, but like someone else might be like, oh, a vision board is over the top or my own Omni- OmniFocus is way over the top. Like, why would you, what's your motivation for doing something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, great question. So this all is in sync to like a higher purpose, right? So this is actually something that Jordan Peterson and a couple other thinkers helped me come up with too, like Frederick Nietzsche, Carl Young, and uh, Viktor Frankl too. Um, so fundamental assumption once again this is actually i'm going really heavily with jordan peterson right now like this is words <laughs> that he has said i'm just going to throw it out there it. so Let's go. So, a fundamental assumption in life is in life there is suffering so then a logical and reasonable goal would be i'm going to eliminate as much suffering as i can um, how are you are going to do that you're just going to be a better person you're going to do whatever it takes to bear your own suffering and then eliminate as much suffering as you can and then in that that returns meaning in your life so that's that's how that whole vision board ties into this higher purpose is me being a better person me kind of upgrading myself from me 1.0 to me 2.0 i'm able to do more things i'm able to eliminate more suffering and that's going to return meaning in my life i love that yeah higher sync It, it, it took me a while to figure it out and it's it's incredible how simple that is i literally so going back to like how I said in the, in the first part, like something's like not wired in my brain, right? Like I don't understand things sometimes from the get-go and I really need to like see it graphically. So I know, and I know shit made like a flow chart of, so like here's me today and then me, like the flow process of how you get to eliminate more suffering and how that returns life to a value of meaning. And like I made a whole process flow chart because that's like, that's the way my brain works. And it really wasn't explained to me um like the innards between that but now i just like figured it out a couple years ago and it's it's been great man it's been great
0: that's that's incredible i I actually i read somewhere a long time ago that made sense to me where humans if you think about it we don't think in terms of like words or anything like that it's just images in your mind and you learn a language and you just think in terms of images like a word evokes that certain image in your mind that's why images and videos are so much more powerful than, than text because in all of our minds, it, it's evoking some sort of response. And when I thought about that, that's, it was interesting because communication is such a skill that people need to have. You can learn English, but the act of communicating and getting your idea across in terms of images is a lot more powerful. So that makes sense that you think of are sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think just to throw another left field question to you, mm-hmm. you mentioned a couple of times different projects that you've done. And that they've taken multiple months. Is there any other ones that you might think about? I know you mentioned the writing one and the PMP, but yeah, I find it hard for certain certain people to um to think about something that that far in advance and kind of find a way to continue to progress to it and continue the momentum
2: to it. Yeah. So hold on, I think I might be a little bit confused on a specific question. It's like what are the big goals do you have that you're driving towards and like, how do you keep on progressing? Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, I think it's that. And then if you have any examples beyond the, the writing example and the PMP example.
2: Okay. Like other big goals that I have, um, I dive like neck first and this whole jiu-jitsu thing. So just staying consistent with that, going to practice three, four times a week. Um, all of the physical stuff that goes into that yoga, uh, meditation, mobility, um, eating well, all of those things. So I break wellness into three parts, your mind, body, and a lifestyle approach to dieting. Um, inside like the mind portion. So your physical nutrition is just as important as your mental nutrition. So what are you putting into? What are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? Shutting out social media, which we're about to get into. Um, the body portion. So that's like the physical, um, like I was talking about before, uh, working out, jiu-jitsu, uh, Yoga and then lifestyle approach to dieting, your food. Uh, we could talk about that if you want, but it's kind of self-explanatory.
0: That was good. I so you alluded to it. We're going to get into our main topic soon. I actually want to ask you one more question, just because this is the big at boys and this is our journey to success. And I feel Yeah. I have to ask this to every I have to ask this to every guest that comes on. So, how would you define success? Success, like what is your definition of success?
2: I define success as pursuing meaning in life bam, Dude, bam no, it's like super deep. It's, it's such like a a one line answer to something so complex but yeah i think that's the it's of meaning that's the meaning of life oh God, like, yeah. that's
0: awesome geez you hit me so hard yeah book slap i
2: think mean, <laughs> go, go jordan peterson that? and all the other books that i read
1: <laughs> does that mean does that mean you need to know your why
2: yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's knowing your why. That's that's a great point. I think a lot of people like that's a that's a good point too. But don't get so caught up. I'm, I'm not preaching to anyone, but like I think a lot of times this is this is like what I what I think. This is my opinion. I think uh, a lot of people run into the question, they get like that why question right, and like oh man, like I got to figure this out right now, and they get so caught up on like defining their why that they don't realize that there's a journey in finding your why too. And you don't have to define your why. Like at this point, at this time, there's, there's meaning in the pursuit of that why. And sometimes maybe that, why not may not even come to you. It's, that's, that's fine.
3: Yeah. Why is part of the equation, not the entire equation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Nice.
0: Damn, This is, this is getting me hyped up. This is perfect. So we're getting our topic now. I'm hyped up. Let's talk about this. So today's topic, as Jojo alluded to earlier, is how social media intake affects your brain your personality your choices your mood your being your overall being it is permeated throughout our entire society through every language not maybe not every language on demand but pretty much the entire globe has social media of some sort and for better or worse it's here to say so i know a lot of us have struggled with how we use it we try to ask that question but we want to have a conversation about it on this podcast to see where it goes so uh, I'll start us off with, I, I know that I have always struggled with it and tried to limit my usage. I think growing up, I've always been in, enticed by like social people and just like other people. I'm, I'm very extroverted by nature. So I always like, oh, I can meet people online. I can talk to people, it's so easy. And I, it's just, there's a lot of times I caught myself into a, a hole of like wasting time where I didn't, didn't, didn't even be wasting time on social media. Um, First, I want to ask Have you guys ever felt that where you spent hours or like maybe a week and just like, man, why did I do that? Like, why would I, why was I just stuck to this computer or phone? Have you guys Uh, ever?
2: Dude, for sure. You know what scared the hell out of me one time? So, we're going to talk about the social dilemma a little bit, but I deleted like all social media a couple months ago. And as I started to do that, so you know, on your iPhone, you get like, you get get four options in the bottom. You could put your little four app thingies. So my yeah. Snapchat was in the bottom right, and then I replaced it with SoundCloud, right? And then I find myself, like, just, I don't know, like, I just kind of come to being like, just realize that SoundCloud was open on my phone. I'd be like, why is, why is SoundCloud open? Like, I was so, like, programmed to open up Snapchat and just scroll through BS that I would just open up my phone and automatically kick on SoundCloud, and I had no clue why I was there. Mm-hmm. It is so trippy, like, I. It, oh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. And totally victim of falling into those two-hour, three-hour black holes where you're just scrolling through. Bullshit, dude. Like, absolute bullshit.
3: I think 2020 fills the spot for all of that. You
2: can get yeah. really caught up in a lot of the bullshit that's been happening. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Feed off it. Super, super dangerous.
1: I think the biggest I, – I totally agree with you, JoJo. I think the biggest time when I notice – that social media is consuming a lot of my time is when either A, I get the iPhone, this is your weekly usage, and you scroll through it and it tells you, oh, wow, I spent this much time in this app. Yeah. Or Uh when you decide, hey, I'm gonna delete this application for a little while, I'll I'll come back to it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna delete the account, I'm just gonna delete the application. Mm -hmm. And you'll find yourself throughout the day, Going back into trying to look for that app, or trying to see is it there, or go, you, you just catch yourself, and it's
2: yeah, dude, You're like a crackhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I notice a lot when I like when I go into elevators, and like I, it's just like instinctively, I go in an elevator and I just like reach for my phone. And there's times where like I'll like mentally say don't do that, and like it just it kind of like hurts my brain to not do it, which it sucks, you know. Just like I, I'm programmed to just want to use it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a good question is, is it's so hard to avoid, but do you guys also get your news from there, from social media?
0: Kind of. I do not. not yeah. It's, I'm actually pretty bad. I, I shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but I am going to, where I don't stay up to date with the news consistently. Mm-hmm. My rationale is that it's so prevalent in everything and anywhere you see that I'm going to hear about it, the, the more important stuff throughout the day or the week. So sometimes on social media, but sometimes through friends and family.
3: Yeah, my aunt has really brought up uh, NPR to me. So I listen to NPR podcasts a lot on uh, just trying to keep you up to date with like little things like that, especially with podcasts I and mean, we've already talked about the audible, but podcasts, same, ex- same exact thing. Just filling up your day and being efficient with some of the stuff that you can do. So I've just been able to listen to some NPR stuff.
1: And that's a great lead into our sponsor today. Our not-so-sponsor, NPR. If you haven't heard of them, <laughs> uh, you can find them on anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, NPR needs the the publicity from us. You know, we we got them. We got them. <laughs> but um, yeah. So getting into the topic of how it affects your your brain and your personality, and your choices, and your mood. One thing I have noticed that I'm not afraid to say this on air is that. Um, I don't know how to say it, but just like how shitty I feel when using Tinder, because um, like I mean, at this age, day and age, most people, if you've been single, you've used Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, what have you, for dating. Instagram now honestly is for dating, which makes me sad because it's—I I thought it was a little bit more wholesome. But it's kind of not. But when I when I was using Tinder, there was an excitement to it, but there was also like this feeling of like. Am I worthy of this, or so like, why am I not being picked? Where it's like, I sp- I say Tinder specifically because when I use the other ones, I don't get that feeling, or I don't get it as much. And it's just interesting to me, like when I like I I noticed it when Richie said that, like when you delete your app and you realize how much time you were spending on it, I I noticed that with Tinder when I deleted, like next two or three days, I feel great. I'm like, wow, like I don't need anyone. I'm good. I got I got my boys, whatever. I'm good. Yeah, I think to add to that
1: there's a serotonin release when you get a like on instagram or a tweet or whatever and same thing probably with tinder right when you match with somebody you're getting that serotonin because people like you and that's a good feeling Mm -hmm. and i think we get addicted to that serotonin uh feeling or that serotonin and that happiness feeling because we that's why we continually go back on and we continue to eat it and continue to feed the, feed the, uh, the loop. So it's interesting, I think for sure.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Con, you've been, uh, I would say uncharacteristically quiet. You got anything
3: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just listening. It's very interesting because everybody's got a different point of view when it comes to how they engulf media and social media. Um, I mean, I have really been not about my phone for a long time. Like, Yes, I do get stuck into that like downward spiral and the black hole, or going down the rabbit hole when you're going through social media. But I quickly get out of that situation because when I start reading some stuff, I'm like, oh my god, I need to get out because this is just gonna fill my day up with stuff that I just don't need um, because it just kind of puts a it puts a whole different spectrum on what you do throughout your day and i know i'm i can be a lot more productive if i'm not scrolling on instagram or social or on being on snapchat or being on whatever social media site it might be because now you can fill your time up with you know podcasts or audible books there's a lot more a lot more efficiency going on when you can fill your day up rather than doing it with like the kind of the nonsense that social media is
0: yeah i you made me really think of a good point where I was in Philadelphia. I traveled there for a day by myself. I went to the Ben Franklin Museum, and there was a quote that stuck with me that he said. Where the quote is just, "Man is a sociable being," and that was it. And I don't know why it struck me because I was like, "Well, one, of course, we we need to interact. We interact with each other." But two, I was like, "You know what? Like, man really isn't sociable. Like, it, it, he made it sound like you you needed to be sociable to live or to be a human, but you it's not one of your three basic needs." shelter, food, water, right? You don't need it. And I think that quote was taken in a time where they didn't have cell phones, they didn't have all these things. And now we live in this age where you can communicate with anyone in the world at any time. At your fingertips.
3: Yeah, I could be laying in bed all day
0: and talking to the entire world.
3: Yeah, you're bored for a second. Oh, let me go see if somebody's up real quick and we chat with them real quick. Right. Wow. I didn't
0: tell you guys this. Actually, this is going to be good for the podcast. I got this girl out of me on Facebook recently, and I had no idea who she was. And I was like, okay, she's kind of cute. I'll add her. And she just started talking to me. Huh. There you go. Just (laughs) like, so just like that. But my point is that like a lot of people think they need that social circle. They need that social interaction, but realize you don't need it constantly. And I, I don't think, I think there are a lot of things that was said in the past that people reference in the past that needs to be taken into a modern
2: light yeah this ties into like the concept that i brushed on briefly Um, it's like the mental nutrition right so you got your physical nutrition and you got you got your mental nutrition like physical has been something that's been you know taught and preached on the past like couple decades and like people pick up on it like you have to put good things into your body to get good results and now i feel like just my perception and like the past few years, people are starting to realize the mental side of things like they're starting to make the connection between the mind body connection, that realization is starting to happen kind of like worldwide and starting to be taught. And what you're putting into your mind is just as important as what you're putting into your body. And you have to like when you're going grocery shopping for food, you got to do the same thing when you're going mental shopping quote unquote like what are you consuming you have to consume good things and you got to put a you got to pull the reins a little bit if you're going down some paths some some dark paths aka social media you got to be you got to be careful it's a great tool but it comes with extra steps that you gotta that you gotta use
1: so jojo you mentioned that a little bit around shopping my question is how do you personally shop mentally for the things that you're in Taking.
2: yeah so when i was a platoon leader uh, a few years ago i kind of was talking about wellness i was known as kind of like the the wellness person in the, in the organization that i worked with and I, I made this phrase it's called buy healthy eat healthy so one of my soldiers he asked me he's like like how do you like how do you eat well like how do you even start this whole thing i'm like i said this like 10 times really i'm stupid if there's like ice cream in my house like i'm gonna eat the ice cream like nine times out of 10. But if you buy healthy, AKA go buy things at the grocery store that are good for you, you're going to eat those things when you're at home. So buy healthy, eat healthy. And then transferring that over into the mental dimension. So what mental things are you going to consume? And how do you block out the bad things that you're going to consume? There's several features like on your phone that could block it. You could just do the David Goggins approach and just block it all. Um, You could set time limits on yourself. You could look through like your favorite influencers. So some of my favorite thinkers, like I'll go on their websites and I'll find um, different like news sources that they consume, and I'll go mess around and look at those different podcasts. And, and that's certainly helped me a lot. Um, the Hill Rising is a great one. It's a great like news media source that's kind of not as biased as what you might see on on the main news channels. And uh, you guys mentioned those two podcasts are huge.
0: Sorry, I didn't. What was that new source? I want to make sure I get it.
2: The hills rising, or hill rising? Yeah. I but think just
0: you- one of the items
1: that I do is notifications.
2: Yeah, not getting those little dingies like every ten mm. seconds, dude.
3: I think that's really
2: important. <laughs> yeah,
3: that that really puts a limit on how much you expose yourself to the social media platforms because it is. I think social media does bring a big importance into our lives because it can bring a lot of perspective that you might not be aware of. Mm-hmm. So I think the total way of eliminating social media is not a good thing because it does help you stay up to date with things that are going on, but it also helps you form opinions and helps you form yourself. You get to really fully understand what you believe in, what you don't believe in, what you can see, what you can't see. Um, and you can also like see other sides of things just to get the perspective that you need, I think. My girlfriend is a really big influencer on that she's brought a huge perspective into my life and i'm really appreciative for that so I, that's where i'm at with media right now is that it can give you so much information but you just have to know to digest it in that way great point yeah. both of you guys made me think of this
0: and it's a con is a question connor actually put in in our like script if you will for for this week but um when you said buy healthy eat healthy like I hate to take it there, but how, how do you guys do that? And how do you elucidate your opinions? Like Connor just said, in an age where fake news is rampant, you know, the, the, the statistic that I heard, I forgot where, but I, I think it's pretty reputable is that six fake news travels six times faster than, than real news, than truth. And in an age where that happens, how, how do we deal with that? How do you limit, how do you, what'd you say? Um, buy healthy, eat healthy when it comes to your news, how do you
2: yeah, do that? Like, yeah, like how do you fact check and everything? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, not looking to just like a random Facebook article, like go back to a trusted websites like your .org, your .gov, and go research it there to like fact check and make sure that that stupid statistic you just read in an article that just was meant to trigger you isn't actually true, or you go validify or go uh, bring some validity to that statistic,
3: Yeah, I would agree with that as well as not just seeing one thing and then immediately believing that like, especially if it's something that's going to form your opinion on something. Why don't you go check it out a couple more times to make sure that that's an actual thought that should be presented to you. Because sometimes titles can be so misleading on it. You click the, you click the title of the whatever article or even the post and you have to read more about it. But sometimes you see titles and you're like, boom, that's it. And that's Mm -hmm. all I remember. And you go out and that forms your opinions on things. It's so baiting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the thing that I specifically try to do is look and form opinions based off of multiple sides. I mean, in the U S and the democracy we have uh, current, there's currently a two party system basically. So you either get one side or the other. And so I try to look at a little bit of both at least so I can form my own opinions. And that way, I, that way I just get more informed. It just feels a little bit more informed at least. Um, and then try to get some third party perspective as well. That's that's yeah. what I do
0: with them.
2: Definitely, diversify your portfolio.
0: Um, but so I it's my job as the host to ask some hard questions. So I'm asking ask you guys a tough one. And I don't wanna make this the show political. This is not meant to be a political question, but you guys all said great things, but what do you say to that person that is on Facebook, Instagram, and is so entrenched in their ways and they believe so heavily in their nbc fox news buzzfeed whatever, whatever their site is you know just like whatever their source of truth is that they just like just eat it up no matter what they say how, what do you say to that person or how do you get them to get out of that hole
1: for me personally i take the maria kondo approach and basically cut people all or cut things that don't bring me joy or aren't actually factful. And recently, I think that's something I've just been doing all the time is just cutting, cutting Instagram accounts, cutting accounts that are clickbait uh, and so on and so forth, and just kind of forgetting about them because they're not adding value or adding joy to my continuous day.
3: You don't even get to the
0: conversation.
3: You just yeah. <laughs> you see the opinion
0: and you're, boom, out. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, you're just like, I don't want to deal with this. I can't deal with this. It's my life. I can't deal with it. True. Which I think is very healthy, which is good. Don't don't get me yeah. wrong. I that in a bad way.
2: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, Richie, I'm not like knocking or anything. I think that would work like on a grand scale. Like if you're dealing with a large quantity of people, but let's say like you're at work with someone and you you're forced to work with someone, or like this is your boss, or this is something that you're in charge of. Like how do you deal with them? Where you can't just really block them off. They can't just like kind of do that approach. I think uh, people want to be heard. Like people just want to be heard and like understood. And I think if you seek that common ground and just hear them out and let them express themselves and and not knock them or, or, you know, whether they're like a super left guy or a super right guy, like it's all probably centered on something good. Like, I, I really don't think people are like all just like by nature, terrible. I think either side has, there, there's a good purpose behind everything that they're doing. I think if you just hear them and listen out and then, Kind of nudge them in a certain direction or have a conversation, and maybe talk about some different sources. I think you could get somewhere um, get somewhere good that's going to be lasting and impactful.
3: I love that I mean that's so easy to brush off and asking questions and how, trying to understand a lot of the times you might form that opinion, but you just don't fully understand what they're trying to fight for. Like you say, there's a better, there's a better meaning behind it. And it's usually always something good that you try to to try to come from. So asking those questions and not just ruling it out. And when you're in that conversation and they're just not budging, you're just not doing it or they're not having that right answer for you to feel satisfied with it. Just got to change up the questions or just try to help yourself understand where they're coming from when those do arise. For sure.
2: Yeah. I definitely gave like a, you know, that's a million dollar answer, but it's so hard to actually put into practice like a hundred percent. Like it, it's so hard, man. There's some real finesse and some real, um, no, it's, like, it you gotta crazy. be a solid person to do that. It, it's hard, man. It it's is, super hard. It's tough.
0: I mean, I, I think another reason that social media is so prevalent and a lot of like the division we're seeing in, in general between people is because especially in the early days of the internet, you, you realize like the internet is a place where like smart people made the internet. And like, this is where the facts come from, right? Like you looked up words in the dictionary, you looked up certain things and like, I know for me, I looked up like video game cheats and just like things are like you, you go to the computer and the computer isn't wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. now, yeah. Social media has been morphed to like kind of like sap, up, sap us of our attention and our money and like geared towards each of us individually. So when you log onto your computer, your computer knows who you are and it's geared to you and try to sap your attention. And it's pretty much giving you the news that you want to see and the, the attention you want to see. So when you go to someone else in the real world, they have a completely different reality. It's like it's like almost earth shattering differently, which I, that, that concept, I can't say is original to me. Jojo brought it up where the social dilemma on Netflix really elucidated that to me and I recommend it to watch everyone to watch it. I'll talk about it more later, but it's just crazy to me that everyone has such a different reality.
2: It's yeah, insane. you get stuck in those echo chambers. Super, super dangerous.
1: Just to bring it back to my uh, original point, you, know, there's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's that you can't actually cut people out of out of your uh, Instagram accounts or whatever. I do think I think Jojo hit on the big point, which is like there's some real finesse to it, but you need to have a way to have conversation about bringing and having um, just an informed
0: conversation. It is a really thing there. Yeah, if you don't want to cut people out, you can always mute them. That's that's one thing. I think that's a little bit healthier, and you don't have to sever that tie. Mm-hmm. Now Richie's shaking his head like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, cool. We're going to wrap up soon. Um, I'm gonna. I want to present the this week's challenge, but before that, I always like to ask you guys. Have any closing thoughts on this topic or
3: anything we talked about? Understand, understand, understand. Just learn to understand. Listen, active listening. But social media can drain you. Just careful. Don't get caught in the rabbit hole. Yeah, great tool. Be careful.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's really verify sources. Try to understand everybody's perspective. To really try to understand things and. Try to find a way to limit your FaceTime or exposure with social media where where
0: possible by turning off notifications or taking one of the many tips that Jojo mentioned. Yeah. For me, Jojo just said in his closing thoughts, but social media is a tool. Remember, it is a tool and it is not your life. Um, If it is your life, I I vote that we bring back MySpace. Mm -hmm. You know, you could add your music to your profile. I think that's sick. Thanks. Anyways, so this week's challenge, like I said, and JoJo said, um, I highly recommend the social dilemma. That is part of the challenge. So, step one of this challenge is to watch that doc- that documentary on Netflix. It will likely freak you out on some level, but it is good information. It comes from a lot of the creators of a lot of the social media platforms out there. There's like Facebook engineers, um, there's one dude from Pinterest. Like, people just work at these companies, and people within those companies were tried to function as whistleblowers for a lot of the future problems that we're currently experiencing with social media. And obviously it didn't go as well as they had hoped, but they tried. So I just really recommend watching that. So watch that first and foremost. And the second part is immediately after that, do what I know I did. I know what JoJo did and Connor and Richie did uh, at some point, which is makes make a tangible change in how you use social media. And even though I muted most people on Instagram and I'm not even afraid to, to say it if my friends hear it. I'm going to make another change in some way right now, because the, you can always get better. And again, it is a tool and you want to use that tool as best you can. Um, so that's this week's challenge. Make sure you make a noticeable change in your social media habits and usage. You guys cool with that?
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That's great, man.
0: And I, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you guys to do it even further. I know we all did it. I know we just, I just qualified all of us, but we're, we're doing it a step further. I'm bringing
1: out the ax and I'm sharpening it because I'm just cutting people
3: yeah. out. Oh.
0: Let's go, baby.
3: I cool. Don't wait and say that for 55 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I right, have written this for me. This
0: is my moment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so normally i close this out right now, but next week uh, is Thanksgiving. Actually, when this comes out, it'll be the week of Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a little break, spend some time with our friends and family, be thankful. And I hope all of you do as well. Spend some time with those that are closest to you and make sure you spend, make sure you, you tell them you're, gra- you're grateful for everything they do for your life and take a break. Remember, I, I think a few episodes back, we had a burnout episode and I said, hit the gas. This is the one time you can uh, take it down a notch.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy yourself. For sure. Yeah. Go eat the wheat. Go eat the, go eat the wheat with the family.
0: Go, <laughs> go eat the, the turkey.
3: That doesn't rhyme, but go
0: do that. And if you oh.
1: haven't thought about this already, if you need to bring something to the Thanksgiving dinner, a baguette
0: is a great choice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, um, let's let's get out of it of here. Make sure you guys, always, as always, eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. We out. Peace.
2: bye right, guys.
3: Hey, what's going on, podcast world? It is Connor from the Baguette Boys. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Hope you got a lot out of that. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at thebaguetteboys and interact with us. Let us know how the challenges are going and let us know how your success journey is going. We always like to interact with our fans. So go ahead, check us out on Instagram and we'll catch you guys later. See you next Monday.